It's the Face of Chicago Business Podcast, introducing you to the stories behind the faces, focused on fixing today's problems with thoughtful leadership and purposeful living. Sit down with us as we get to know the individuals who make our city second to none. How you guys doing? I'm Tony Arce, and this is the Face of Chicago Business Podcast. Today, I'm joined by Carmen Urban. Carbon, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much, Tony, for having me. It's our pleasure. So you were originally born in Evanston, Illinois, but your story just starts there. <laughs> yeah, so I was born in Evanston, Illinois. I spent some time um, in Evanston up until I was five years old. And then after that, I kind of moved around to South Carolina a little bit. Um, after my parents got divorced, you know, I had a different family dynamic. It was my mom, my sister, my brother. So that's pretty much how I started out. And not just that, but you're the, you're the baby, right? By like by a lot. Yes, <laughs> by about a decade and a half. Wow. Yeah. So it, growing up, being the youngest of five, it was always like having three moms and two dads in my household. I bet. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> now, um, so at five years old, though, your parents split up, right? Uh, right. Tell me about that a little bit. Yeah. So they were together actually for a really long time, for about 27 years. My mom. Wow. Yeah. That's so, a long time. Yeah. It was a long time. Yeah. So, you know, we, we got a lot out of their marriage. Of course. But my mom is a second generation Cuban American raised in Jamaica. And my dad is from New Orleans. So I always had like this rich culture, you know, history in my family. So yeah. I'm very proud of that. And, you know, they met at a really young age. How old were they when they met? They were, I want to say 16 and 18. Oh, wow. They were really young. They were super young. Yeah. So anyway, they had three kids. And a decade and a half later, like I said, my brother and I came along. That's very cool. So now when you talk about the, the rich culture, well, tell me about that growing up as far as, you know, just yeah, being ethnically cultured, right? Yeah. As opposed to just uh, American culture. Absolutely. Oh, my goodness. If you walk inside my house and just the smell of like all that, the, yeah. you know, the different spices that we use. But the, the biggest thing is the food. I'm a big foodie. My dad actually, you know, one of his many trades was a chef. So no he way. cooked. Well, yes. So, <laughs> so I was really lucky to have a mom and dad that can really cook. And my mom, of course, she always did her Jamaican dishes. So that's something that I'm passing down to my children as well. I love that. Yeah. Now, um, your dad being from New Orleans, how did your parents meet? They actually met in Chicago. So he oh. did grow up in Chicago. Oh, okay, okay. And so they met in high school. And so by trade, like I said, he was a chef, but he did many other things. Um, he also, you know, worked for ComEd and... So he actually taught me to never be afraid of reinventing myself. Oh, and, okay. you know, he's a, he was a jack of all trades. He did whatever he could do to raise his family of five. But he definitely taught me that. And um, my mom as well. She actually is an unsuspecting, you know, leader in her field as well. I mean, she was a stay-at-home mom for a long time. And after so many years, she decided to go back to school to be a welder. Okay. And, wow, that's yes. not typical for a woman, right? Yeah, I mean, male dominated. She's this beautiful, small framed woman, mm. you know, in this tow truck manufacturing plant. And she was actually the supervisor of, you know, a, a room full of men. So, you know, they highly respected her when she walked in the room and she was the boss. And That's so cool. <laughs> she definitely inspired me in so many ways. Seems like both your parents did, though, especially from the work ethic standpoint. Absolutely, they did. And, you know, that's something that I hold dear to my heart. I lost my dad when I was 15 years old. Oh, I'm sorry. Thank you. In high school. So, yeah, um, it was a pretty difficult time for me at that time. I just kind of lost 
hope for my future. And because of that, my grade slipped a little bit. Now, where were you at this time? In Virginia. Okay, gotcha. Yes. So at this time, I was in Virginia. Um, So anyway, um, so I started out great, you know, making a transition from living in Chicago and living other places to now living in Virginia. But when my dad passed away, my grades kind of slipped. Yeah. I'm sure you're going through so much. I can't even imagine that. Right. Absolutely. It was tough. And then the, the thing was, I knew I wanted to attend college. And the, the saddest part about kind of what happened with my dad is after my grade slipping, my guidance counselor, she really didn't, you know, she didn't help me as much as I saw her help the other mm. students. I, I actually told her, I said, you know, I'm sorry that my grade slipped, but what do I need to do to get into college? And she literally said, you won't be able to go. That's what no, she told me. What, what was the underlying, I guess, reason mm. for it? Well... I can't say in particular, but I have an idea. I mean, I literally watched her with other kids that were non-minority students, mm. and she helped them. And even though their grades were way below mine, because we had, we talked, we had conversations sure. like, oh, my God, you know, she's helping you. And so, you know, so we kind of talked on the side. So it was kind of disappointing. And at that moment, when I knew I didn't get support, you know, from the school that I went to, at that moment, that was the fuel that drive me to my motivation to just do great things. So long story short, what happened was, you know, going into my senior year, there was a scholarship competition uh, to see, you know, who was a senior who could raise their grades the most from beginning to end. Nice. I got first place. I got a scholarship. Congratulations. I, thank That's you. Awesome. <laughs> I got accepted to all the schools that I wanted to go to. Yeah. So that at that moment, I knew that it was nothing anybody could say to just kind of not allow me to follow my dreams. Good for you. Yeah. Good for you. And yeah. I mean, it's got to be so hard, especially, you know, now with so many things that I've been fortunate enough to watch, uh, you know, just you you know the experience, you know, in your state where you're from and your bubble, right? And for yes. me, that was Chicago growing up. But man, uh, just the, the cultural challenges, I'm assuming, of being in Virginia, you know, in, in, in a state that's very different than ours, right? Yeah. It's, I'm sure there were a lot of cultural challenges with that. It was. Oh, oh my goodness. It was a huge cultural challenge. You know, I, I definitely had to adjust so but but I did and it's a it's a part of who I am as well and I definitely enjoyed my time being there so good for you yeah now you know when it comes to I guess ethnicity right um the, the one thing it's very not talked about as often is the Afro-Caribe or Afro-Caribe um yeah. you know ethnicity right how did you identify growing up seeing that your mom uh, was Cuban and living in Jamaica having raised in Jamaica right yeah she was raised for the per- first part of her life in Jamaica but yeah. she was raised you know her her high school years in Chicago. Gotcha. So she was very, really culturally diverse in the black culture. My, my, sorry, my dad was black. He's a black American. So, you know, that all kind of tied together anyway, you know, yeah. she wasn't out of the loop of anything. She considers sure. herself to be a black American. So, so Spanish wasn't a, a thing in the house. No, all? it, you know, it was, you know, it's yeah. interesting because my grandfather, he spoke Spanish and he didn't know English when he met my grandmother. And so, long and your grandmother was just American from here. She's or? actually from Jamaica. Oh, so nice. what happened was he met her on a beach, <laughs> and he didn't know English. So he's paid somebody twenty dollars to be a translator 
all night so he could pretty much try to woo her. <laughs> your grandpa is the man. Yeah, that he is, is definitely awesome. the man. The first five years of their marriage, they didn't understand each other. But, you know, I guess, you know, no love way. speaks from the heart. You hear that so often, though, yes, right? You hear absolutely. That so often. That's amazing. So, okay. So now, obviously, you have a lot of roots in Chicago then, right? Right. Um, your high school happens. You go to college. Yes. Right. Yeah. Where did you go to college? Okay. So I started out at Hampton University. And uh, which is a historically black college university. And East I Coast or? It's actually East Coast in Virginia. Oh, nice. Yeah. So I had a great experience there. Unfortunately, you know, going to that school, grants didn't cut it. Scholarships mm-hmm. didn't cut it. So I had to take a semester off mm-hmm. and I worked really hard. So I went back to Chicago. I lived with my brother a little bit and I just went back and I hustled really hard and I worked really hard and I saved my money and I ended up going to school on the East Coast Temple University. And, oh, nice. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So I, I finished my bachelor's degree in business um, at Temple University and I spent some time studying abroad in Rome. It was some, wow, yeah, young lady, you're well traveled. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. I got some more some more traveling to do, but um, what was what was Rome like? It was beautiful. I mean, yeah. I live five minutes away from the Vatican. I feel really old school saying this, but I had a four mile walk to school every day. So I was really fit <laughs> at the time. <laughs> well, don't you feel like it's so different in Europe when it comes to that stuff that yes. people are just a lot more active when it comes to their everyday oh, life? Oh my gosh. We didn't even use microwaves. When, yeah. when we wanted to eat something, we went to the grocery store, we cooked our own food. You know, there was no microwave, so it was a def- definitely a different culture that I appreciated. During the day, businesses will be closed so they can be at home with yeah, their families cooking, yeah, and yeah, I yeah. love that experience. How long were you there for? For three months. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I was there for three months, and so it was a... So remember, I... I took some time off at the beginning of, you know, my sophomore year. So every summer I spent working really hard, taking extra classes, and I graduated on time. Even though I took a semester off, it was really hard watching everybody travel to Miami, travel to Cancun. And I'm sitting here just working really hard, and I was so determined to finish on time, and I did. Good for you. Good for you. So business was your, your, I guess, focus, right? Yes. That's what you got your degree in? Yes. Um, What did you hope to do with that when, you know, when you're thinking about going to college, when you're in college, you get your degree, now what? You know, I feel like everything that I learned about business no longer applies to business today, (laughs) you know, because we live in a world right now where, you know, social media is a thing and it wasn't a thing of the past. For sure, for sure. So, you know, it was good to get that base knowledge as far as accounting, entrepreneurship, but I feel like you know, it's an ongoing process. Learning business is an ongoing process because you have to be able to adapt and change with the world around you. Of course. And, and how much of that, I guess, desire or, you know, those goals to be in business was influenced by your parents? You know, like mom's a welder, dad's you know, uh, jack of all trades kind of thing. Yeah. Where did you see them influencing you in those decisions to pursue um, that career? You know, it was actually my sister. Oh, wow. Yeah, my sister that was in the Navy. You know, she just said, you know, I told her I wanted to to go to business school and she spent some time on the East Coast. Okay. So she helped me kind of identify where I should go. Yeah. So so she's always been my mentor in helping me that way. That's awesome. What kind of uh, line of work was she in to push you in that direction? She was actually in education. Oh, So, yeah. So she got her undergrad from Brooklyn College. And um, she has so many degrees, a master's degree <laughs> from, I think, University of 
Illinois at Chicago, and now she's going for her PhD. So we have a really deep, um, you know, love for education in our family. We know how important it is. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Now, you have uh, a couple young ones of your own now, don't you? I do. Yeah. I have a nine-year-old and a five-year-old, and so I'm trying to pass on that same thing to them, the importance of education, for sure. That's what I was going to ask, because it seems, obviously, it's very, very important, and it is important, but, you know, to some families, it's it's not as important. It just seems like it, it is for you guys, and, and that's something that, that you're passing on, uh, yes. obviously, right? Yes, absolutely. Now, as far as your kids go, let's talk about... Uh, family life and and your husband and all those beautiful things because you were telling me the story of how you two met and 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 the speed at which uh you got married i thought it was incredible yeah absolutely so at the time i was living and working downtown i was this is you're at this point graduated and you're back in chicago i graduated i moved back to chicago gotcha um i spent some time in philadelphia a little bit um i started my career in investment consulting so okay uh, so i commuted from philly to malvern pennsylvania to our train ride every single day <laughs> wait what yes yeah, you can tell me that part so i have so many aspects yeah. <laughs> that just pops up out of nowhere but so he's from here originally he's from yeah so he's from chicago mm-hmm. but anyway so we met um he's you know, also right you said yeah we yep yeah. exactly so we <laughs> met, met at a nightclub we met at a nightclub after work and you know he just asked me why it was sitting alone and you know I really wasn't alone I had my manager with me so I thought it was really bold of him to assume that I was alone for sure but um but anyway so you know long story short he asked me to marry him after two months of dating and (laughs) and then uh you know 10 years later (laughs) we have two children wow so from the time that you guys met until you got married how how long had that how long how much time had passed during that time only five months. So wow. we actually got married within five months of knowing each other. Crazy. Yeah. And you guys seem so in love still. Yeah, we are. You yeah. know, it's not the typical story for sure, but you know, that's our story and we're, we're proud of it. That's amazing. That's yeah. like, and what does he do? He's actually a general manager for um, a car dealership um, out in Napleton, Napleton car dealership in Champaign. So sales too. Yeah. So he's in sales. So <laughs> I mean, I, I watch him all the time, motivate his employees. And, you know, sometimes I'm giving him pointers. I'm like, don't be so hard on your employees. <laughs> Maybe you should do it this way. So he actually takes my advice sometimes. That's so, very cool. That's yeah, very cool. Absolutely. And speaking of which, um, so you're obviously in sales now and, and in real estate, right? Absolutely. So a realtor, how did, how did, what was the transition, I guess, to get sure. to that point where you're in corporate America, you know, going to a bar with, or a club with your manager, right? <laughs> and meeting your husband to, yeah. to where you're at now as an entrepreneur, broker in real estate? So I would say when my daughter was two years old, I knew that I wanted to inspire children in some way. So Mm. I started my own pageant company. Yes. Mm. And it was for children ages zero to 12. And I wanted to provide a platform for kids to gain confidence, you know, speaking in front of a in front of a large group of people performing on stage. So I provided that platform for them. Something that I'm proud of, I was featured in Crane Chicago Business. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. And And not just featured, you were on the, like... I did, I had a front cover. That's amazing. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) So I'm, you know, it's something that I just, I, I really love children and, you know, helping, inspiring in them in so many ways. So I did that for a couple of years and um, I had my son and so I was a stay at home mom for some time. And I always knew that I wanted to be a realtor. And really? The mo- I did. Actually, the, when I spent some time in Italy, I fell in love with the architecture. 
because I studied architecture yeah. oh. and the language. And so I really fell in love with that old style architecture. So I knew what kind of house I wanted. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, wow, you know, I always fell in love with buildings. But anyway, um, so my husband and I, we found a home that we really loved in St. Charles. And um, the process of, you know, purchasing a home, I fell in love with the process. What what is your approach, I guess, to uh, to business, but also to, to the way that you treat your clients that, that makes you different than you know, so many of the other realtors that are out there? I'm so glad you asked that. So what sets me apart from, um, you know, any other realtor is I'm a firm believer that you can wake up and you can grind or you can wake up and give. I choose to wake up and I give. I mean, I know that small businesses, they have their annual and quarterly goals to meet, and I'm not denying that I don't have those, but that is not what drives my day-to-day business. What drives me is how many people can I help? Who can I inspire? Who can I help put in a better position to buy a house today? And at the end of the day, I feel fulfilled knowing that I help those people because it wasn't about what I can get. It was about what I can give. I love that. That's great. Thank you. Yeah, no, it needs to be that way. I think so Absolutely. often, you know, you know and, and I think for, for a lot of us, we, we, without knowing, right, we gravitate to those people that we know are going to get things done, but also in a way that if something happens, that it gets, it gets taken care of, right? Right. What, what are those things in your life that you feel have kind of prepared you for that, where, you know, whether it's overcoming something, some sort of adverse situation that, you know, it, it just, you look back and you go, man, had I not gone through something like that, I just I wouldn't be the person I am today. I would say being a mom. I bet. <laughs> I think being I think being a realtor and being a mom puts me at a more competitive advantage because I have that you know spirit of wanting to help. Yeah. Because that's something that we have to do. We get up, we help our children, we get them ready for the day. We're patient, um, you know. So that's definitely <laughs> something that you know that puts me at a puts me at an edge. I, I yeah. think honestly, to be honest, I think the best realtors are moms. Yeah, well, you know what, sixty-five percent or sort of seventy percent of all realtors are women, so yeah, you know absolutely. that's <laughs> that, that's very much in line with that. Yeah. Now, when it comes to that, I guess, where do you see yourself? Uh, not, I don't want to say five, ten years from now, right? But what does the future look like um, in terms of real estate? You know, being a mom, your kids are going to grow up eventually one day, right? Right. <laughs> of course. I mean, I want to continue to grow in my craft. Um, right now, I'm a member of Women's Council of Realtors, and I just got ex- accepted a position to be on their board. So congratulations. Thank you so much. So that, you know, that inspires me so much because, you know, so many women believed in me. Yeah. Um, and we just, you know, we focus on excellence and we focus on leadership and we focus on bringing each other up. So I definitely see myself in five years, um, you know, being a president one or two times, yep. uh, growing my business in the Fox Valley area and uh, helping as many people as I can. Good for you. Good Thank for you. you. <clears throat> now, obviously, with the Face Chicago business, one of the things that we had talked about was just being an example for especially minority students, right, that, yes. that, are, that don't have, I think, that network or those individuals that they feel like they can look up to. Right. Right. Where, where do you hope things move in the direction that you know one that the kids do feel like they have a sense of hope and a sense of uh, of direction right? right but where do you see yourself in that and, and what do you hope to provide students really who need it the most right I mean I was one of those students who you know kind of felt like I didn't have the resources that I need to be successful and sometimes you just have to take those you know f- sometimes you just have to take those difficult things 
and let that be the fuel of your motivation. I mean, I would really like to see um, a lot more programs in the city of Chicago that can gravitate towards helping, you know, students that are struggling with, you know, networking and things like that. But hopefully the face of Chicago business (laughs) (laughs) solves that issue in our city because, I mean, you guys are doing so many inspirational um, interviews and, you know, everybody's telling their story. And I really think it's going to touch a lot of people. We hope so. I mean, that's really why we do what we do. And the networking piece is so important, like you said, you know, and and, and as far as your, I guess, networking now, what does that look like for you? How during the pandemic, you know, post pandemic, you know, like assuming that I don't want to say things stay this way because that's just a negative energy to put out there. But given that we are in the circumstances that we in, what have you found to be the best way to network and really grow your community? Right. Absolutely. I mean, just staying in touch with the clubs and organizations that you belong to, you know, being a part of what they're doing, even though, you know, everybody's all zoomed out, you know, we're tired of doing zoom meetings, but if you just show up, that's the first step, just show up and, you know, contribute. That's, that's what I say. And, you know, lucky for me, I spent a lot of time networking before the pandemic happened. (laughs) So I spent a lot of time building those relationships. So that kind of never really escaped for me. So was it, I mean, was you always find it easy to network? Like you seem very approachable and Thank you. You know, yeah. fun. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Uh, I feel that people gravitate toward, towards my friendliness. So, yeah, absolutely. But I understand that there's, you know, shy people out there. And if you are one of those shy people, just find one person in the room and gra- gravitate towards that one person. It, it just takes, you know, one person at a time to talk to. That's absolutely right. Absolutely mm-hmm. right. So now, if, if, you know, who listening or watching um, would be someone that you'd want to connect with? Like what kind of, per- whether that be from the real estate side, obviously, you know, clients uh, are always welcome, absolutely. I'm sure. <laughs> you're, you're always willing to help people out. Yeah, absolutely. But I guess on the other side of that, where, you know, just, just to connect with individuals in the community, like who would that be um, that should be reaching out to you? It's kind of important to choose somebody whenever you're choosing a realtor to kind of like ask questions and see have they gone through the same thing that you've gone through, whether that's investing, if you want, if you would like to invest in a, a building or a business or something like that, mm-hmm. then, you know, interview those type of realtors and see what kind of experience they have. Um, I also have experience in, you know, helping people with their investment portfolios, properties. So, and, and I'm that mom <laughs> <laughs> that helped move uh, her own family. So yeah, absolutely. I have a broad range. Good for you. Thank you. So what's next for, for Carmen and, and co? What's next is just, you know, I take it day by day. I'm just helping as many people as I can, inspiring as many people as I can, you know, helping anybody that needs to purchase a home, put them in a better position to do so. And I'm just going to keep on working on that and giving my giving my heart to it. I encourage you to contact Carmen directly. You can do so by clicking on the form below. But Carmen, you're a wonderful person, and I am so excited to, to not only know you, but to continue to, to work with you and have you host some of these podcasts that are coming up. Absolutely. I would love to, and thank you so much for having me. I'm truly honored. Thank you, Carmen. Thank you.